we are gathered here tonight around the fire to share a story. An amazing story as old as time itself. This is Opposite Attractions. Welcome to Opposite Attraction, ladies and gentlemen, the experimental prototype podcast of tomorrow. I am your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined, as always, by the Imagineer in training himself. It is Mr. Jim Murphy. I'm very excited. <laughs> you are the most excited I think I've ever heard you, because, like, sometimes you'll be like, dude, I, I have no, I've got a vague idea of what my attraction is going to be or something. But you messaged you, me and were like, you don't even need to show up for yeah. the podcast this week. Jimbo's this, got it. This per- My idea perfectly falls in line with, with things that we enjoy. Yeah. It, you, okay. you will love this. Okay, okay. Because, uh, as always, we are building a theme park on the podcast. We're just getting right into it this week. Yeah. Uh, this is the podcast where we attempt to build our own theme park. And, of course, we have created the theme park known as Apex. Where uh, the peak of themed entertainment, where you get to go in and choose whether you become a superhero or a supervillain. And of course, we have rides themed to being a superhero or a uh, supervillain. And every week we have challenges of what we want to add. And last week, Jim gave us the challenge to come up with, uh, what was it, just the nighttime show. Yeah. So like your yeah, fantastic. Any sort of nighttime entertainment. Uh, I guess you could have done a parade. I did not. Yeah, well, you could be like your Phantasmics or your, uh, 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 why can I not think of any other shows? Happily Ever After, Fantasy in the Sky, Illuminations, Jim just Rivers of Light, (laughs) Disney, uh, there there are also, uh, like, what, uh, five resort, uh, Disney theme park resort things. There was also the one that Disney Universal had that I think is uh, getting ready to shut down. Oh, yeah. What Disney Universal? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, Universal had a nighttime show that I think they started relatively recently and is now getting ready to go away because I think they're going to do something better. Yeah, it was not a good. I, well, the beauty of where I used to work in Universal is I worked at the arcade right beside the Mummy, and I remember the first night I realized they did a nighttime show, and all it is essentially is they do a water wall and they project move old Universal movies on it. Um, to basically music, so it's like, we've done romance, scary, comedy, all of this, and then they end it with a big fireworks show, and I just remember the first time I saw it, like, I was st- I was still a young buck from Alabama, and so I was uh, locking up the doors, and my manager was in there with me, and they were, like, constantly kind of joking about the fact that I was from the South and whatnot, and uh, I didn't help that, because as I walked back in after I saw the fireworks, they were like, Scott? Are you all right? And I was like, they're done put fire in the sky. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Look. And then one night I was finally just like, okay, I want to stay. I want to watch the nighttime show. And I sat out there and I was like, wow, this isn't good at all. It's just, it's the end of the great movie ride, but with some fireworks. <laughs> that, it, and yeah, apparently they're going to try to do better. I don't know. 
uh, what exactly hard there is. For them. It would not be hard for them to do better compared to that. The only problem is that, like, everywhere else, like, Magic Kingdom has a designated area for fireworks. So, you know, you have the castle. Uh, Phantasmic has its own little arena. Uh, Illuminations has the center of um, as the center of World Showcase. Universal really doesn't have that. They can't just like shoot fireworks off behind Krusty Land and be like, "All right, guys, you like it? <laughs> hey, kids!" They were. Uh, I cannot remember what it was going to be. But yeah. they were going to do a nighttime show at the boardwalk on the water in front of the boardwalk at Disney. Yeah. Uh, back when they first like planned to, to like build those hotels and stuff. But and I think it had something to do with Andrew Lloyd Webber, but I can't remember off the top what? of my head what it was. That's a weird theme, even for Disney. But we're, my we're nighttime start a show. Stephen Sondheim show. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, and I don't have the time or energy to look it up right now. I, I was fixing to say, I, if Universal does do a new show, I would do it at CityWalk in the middle of that little lake in the center. That would be the best place to do it, as opposed to where they've been trying to do it lately, which is in the middle of... I guess the lake in the middle of Universal is the best place to do it there, but even then I'm like, man, it's really it's really difficult to see, which is something imp- I think is that's important in nighttime shows. Oh, speaking of... We didn't get to talk about it last week, but you got to go see Happily Ever After and the, th- and the 35th annual Epcot fireworks, which I did see, which looked like they uh, made the hole in the ozone layer roughly 50 times larger with it. The I, I had seen Happily Ever After on one of Disney Parks blogs live streams before, yeah. and so I knew generally, like, I think I'd heard like, oh, it's got... Uh, hunchback in it and stuff like that and i but i couldn't really remember the thing is the the night i went it rained like a bat out of, it rained so bad it was horrible and and it was like our last night excuse me i got a cough <coughs> oh, damn it it was our last night there and it's like this is the la- like this is our only chance to see this thing because every other night we were there was pretty much like halloween party yeah uh and so it was like okay so last night we got a chance and like 10 minutes before it's like are they gonna have it it's raining and we're asking cast members and they're like well there's not lightning nearby and we're just yeah. like crap we gotta wait it out and then that nine o'clock came around or yeah it was nine nine or nine thirty or something came around and they're like uh due to weather we're going to delay the start and i was like well okay they didn't say canceled we're good yeah and literally for the next 15 minutes it like didn't rain a drop and then the second they started it it started pouring it was like Prince's halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> See, I, I remember going to the last show of Wishes, and I think it rained earlier in that day, and I was like, uh, hell no, rain. I ain't about to deal with this crowd. And my, my favorite Yeah. My favorite is I was there with like a uh with a friend from work, and she's like this little petite girl. And I don't know what it is about small girls, but they can find their way to the front of anything. So it's like 8.30, the entire, all of the green of, uh, in front of Magic Kingdom is full. Like, there are people all the way back to the end of Main Street. We make our way to directly in front of the castle. I'm like, how did we do this? She's like, I don't know, but we're here now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. I, yeah. Oh, f- I lost my train of thought. I, it's okay. Shoot, what was I going to say? I'm going now. 
You were talking about getting the front. I don't remember. Crap. I was going to talk more about Wishes and the fact that, like, Wishes was my... Well, not Wishes. What was the show you used to do before Wishes? Fantasy in the Sky. No, 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 no. I mean, they did it at the same time as Wishes, but it was essentially in their lineup before Wishes. Oh, like Celebrate a Dream Come celebrate True or the, whatever? Uh, celebrate the Magic. Um, That was my first, like, big realization of how awesome disney magic is was celebrate the magic because it's got that moment it's not a big fireworks show like literally everything else they do it's instead a projection show onto the castle and i was like that's kind of lame and then there's this one moment where all the lights kind of dim and it looks like the bricks of the castle are shooting out and i just remember going oh shit okay i get it never mind Everyone go back to what you're doing. I'm enthralled in the magic of Disney World. I remembered. I Because I was an employee uh, on New Year's Eve, I got to see the Illuminations New Year's Eve fireworks. Yeah. And that night, it rained from like 7 until like 11.30. Like hard. Like insanely hard. And people were just like camping around because they didn't want to miss the fireworks. Mm -hmm. And literally like a half an hour, 20 minutes before, it let up. And I watched them from the back corner of where like right, right, right now it's like the light lab for food yeah. and wine it's like that back corner that faces the the water like i was back in there because i couldn't like leave the space i was in because i was technically working at fountain view and the old pizza pandemonium whatever the hell that restaurant was yeah that i can't remember that was not there. It was just an, literally that that entire space. It's like now a character greeting and stuff. It was literally just a big, open, empty space with a kitchen in the middle they didn't use. Yeah. And so it was full of people just camping out, like waiting for fireworks. And so I just sat back there and watched it. Like it's like the rain. It was like a little misty. Yeah. So I got to watch that. But I will say about happily after the only thing I didn't get to see in like live was Tinkerbell because I think I'm assuming because of the rain that might have made sliding down a zip line a little bit treacherous. A little bit dangerous. Yeah, you can't just Shawn Michaels yeah. at WrestleMania that shit. Yeah, you can't just like clap to, to revive the woman at the bottom landing on a mat a wet mattress. <laughs> you just gotta believe, kids. It's fine. Tinkerbell's that, bleeding. No, she's not. This isn't a nighttime thing, but I've never seen I don't even know if they do it anymore. I've never seen the waking up of Tinkerbell at at disney and, and i don't know about this they, what i can't remember what store it was there was a store I, I it was either on main street or it was in Fantasyland, where you could go in like 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 the beginning of the morning and like say yeah. and like a cast member would be like you want to help us wake up tinkerbell and they had a thing where like special effects would run along the wall like you'd like she'd come out of a keyhole and like shoot across the ceiling and shit like like a little trail of like pixie dust would like shoot around Oh shit, that's awesome! I, I don't know if they still do it or if uh, or if I can't even remember where it was done. So yeah, um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I, that's the thing about the sh all of the shows. No I'm gonna matter say what. this about the uh, nighttime shows at Disney, mm. like even Fantasmic. I've seen it, um, like not a lot of times, but like Illuminations and uh, like the the at the magic kingdom and like the, the ones the magic kingdom and stuff like you could just stand there and you're good like you yeah. just find a spot and stand but like phantasmic you got to go to a theater and sit and yeah, that's rivers the of one light thing. you have to like stand in line to like and it, that kind of makes me just not want to do those very often 
Yeah, I, I've seen Fantasmic like once, I think. Um, I've seen Illuminations more times than I can count, which is weird because it's not my favorite. It's, it's probably one of my least favorite nighttime shows. I don't know why. It just never really grooved with me. Whereas I would be much more willing to stay for Wishes or Happily Ever After or something like that. And I don't know why. I don't you, know if it's since, just... since you came to like the Disney stuff late, you never saw Tapestry of Dreams, did you? No, what is this? They did a parade at Epcot. Um, it was in like two or three sections because of the fact that like they did it around World Showcase. And they had these like 40 foot tall puppets. Yeah. That they would walk around and like play music and stuff. And it was like a story and there were like dream there were these characters that were like dream catchers and had these like big nets and like they they encouraged kids to like write their dreams down on paper and like put them in the dream catchers and their dream would come true or whatever. Yeah. That was a pretty crazy, amazing show. Yeah. I I watched that show one time with a woman. I like was walking through Epcot and this woman was like sitting on a bench and she looked kind of confused and at, and she was like looking at the map and I wasn't on duty, but I was like, Hey, if you need help finding something, like I'm a cast member, like I'll help you. Like I'm not on on the clock or anything, but if you you seem kind of lost and she's like, Oh no, my daughter's in this parade. I'm sitting here ready to watch her. I've never seen it or in the parade. And I'm like, well, I've never seen the parade. I'm going to sit here and watch with you. Is that okay? And she's like, sure it is. And so I (laughs) sat with this lady and watched the parade and like, we're both like crying and stuff. It was pretty, pretty emotional. I feel like the reason I don't like illuminations is because the first time I saw it, I was with my girlfriend at the time and she's just like, illuminations is amazing. Illuminations is my favorite. You have to see illuminations. And we're walking around, uh, world showcase just waiting for it and then just the downpour happens and it, we get drenched and yep. we ran from i think china to uh mexico which is a sentence you can only say if you, you're in epcot that's a good that's a good quarter mile <laughs> yeah well we were just like we got to get somewhere decent and then so we can leave fast afterwards and they, but I was like, look, there's no way they're going to do it. It's raining. There's no way. And then, of course, we hear Illuminations has been delayed, but it's still going to happen. And I was like, you're about to have to make, you're about to make me walk out in this punk ass rain and watch this show. And she's like, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, The, the 2000, ver- like the version they did for like the millennium mm-hmm. with all the countries that said hello at the beginning, like I, I have I have that on like CD because it was on like the one of the official Disney Parks CDs. I like that intro better, but I don't like the fact that on the CD it's like it's like it's like shit, eleven minutes long. Oh Jesus! I stuttered there. I'm, I'm, it's I'm a it's okay. Out of it. But um, I want to get to this. The, this. the funny thing is about me saying that I don't like arena shows is that my nighttime show for Apex is kind of an arena show. Oh well, I mean, and, and by uh, kind of I mean it totally is. Okay, well hold on because. I want you're more excited, and I'm gonna be honest. I have been talking. I've been trying to delay because I have nothing written down. I have an idea, but I have nothing written down. And Tr- trust I, me, you will be perfect to help me flesh this out. Okay. Well, let me get. I'll get mine out quickly. Um, firstly, it's going to a certain. It's going to involve a certain way for the center of the park to be set up. And essentially, the center of the park is going to have to be set up in a, almost like the World Showcase, except instead of water in the middle, it's going to be people, or uh, like uh, the green on Magic Kingdom. 
and then um, you're going to have different rides outlining it. So what would be countries in the uh, in World Showcase would instead be rides. So you have like Maniac Mansion over on one. You've got uh, the rocket ship at one end. And I came up with this idea, and um, it may not be the best idea, because I know that as someone who lived in Orlando for a very long time, nighttime shows are when you go ride rides like the Haunted Mansion and the ones that have a huge line. Well, unfortunately, that shit's not going to fly at Apex because those rides are going to shut down because um, we're well, yeah, going... Yeah, but for a lot of the, like, a lot of those nighttime shows now, they do it, like, when the park's clo- technically closed anyway. Okay, then I'm fine with that. Well, essentially, they're going to shut off the line. Like, say you're trying to go into Man- Maniac Mansion. I don't know why this is the one I'm going with, but it's just the one that stuck in my head when I was thinking about it. And they're like... Oh, I'm sorry, The ride, the, no more uh, riders for the rest of the night. We're sorry, you can come back later. Which is the ultimate dick move to say somebody to say to someone who just spent a shit ton of money to come to your theme park. But they go, well, but we want you to stick around outside because something very awesome is going to happen. And essentially, they set up ropes around the circle um, to where there is now like a space in front of all of the different rides. And from out of, like, Maniac Mansion comes um, the villain of that ride being, or, or, well, either one of two ways. And it would happen five different times with five different scenarios. But, like, say on one, uh, a hero walks up to the ride and is just like, I know you're in there. Come out and you'll do battle. And you will have five separate fights taking place across this circle. And at first, it just starts off with the crowd. So the crowd that's around you can see it, but it's not that big of a deal. But then, much like um, much like uh, um, World Showcase during Illuminations, each of the rides start to light up. And the villains and the heroes go inside of the rides and fight. And then, like, shit happens. Like, they explode. And stuff pops out of the ceilings. And then fireworks shoot out. And so you uh, you have five different shows you can technically watch, but then there will be a fireworks show at the end as all of the different buildings explode in mayhem. So it, then the you basically are, you yeah. basically took the premise of the Adventurers Club and and sort of implo- uh, exploded it yeah. a little bit. I was like, I'm just gonna take this and now I'm gonna set it on fire and make sure it explodes. But yeah, that's all I really have. Like. I love the that. Would, idea. That would that would involve a, a quite a a um I don't want to use the word awkward because I don't think that's the right word, but definitely a a strange park layout. Yeah, that's what I was. That was the only problem I was thinking. Unless we did, well, what you could do is set it up to where you have the circle. The end of the circle is the rocket. The two rides next to the rocket that you set up. Then you could have four rides basically forming a square almost. And then you could walk between those rides to get to either the villain section or the hero section. I, I don't know yet, though. We haven't really discussed, like, map layout very much. Yeah, I know. That's the one thing I was thinking about. Because originally I was just like, yeah, it just happens wherever. And then I was like, wait, what if you just want to watch the fireworks? Then you'll just be like, where the fuck did those happen? Oh, that's in the hero section. Shit, now we gotta go over to the hero section. Hold on, come on, Billy. No, th- uh, so, th- and, oh, seriously. And I also, my uh, other idea is, since we decided we were gonna have, like, interactive toys for kids to play with, um, I decided that, like, if you're a hero, 
you can give the hero fighting like one of your weapons for him to use and of course like afterwards a cast member will bring it back to you but you can literally be involved by the in the battle by being like apex use this and he's like awesome kid boom apex branded frying pan exactly that's if rapunzel shows up to the park (laughs) but yeah that that was my idea for my nighttime show it's not perfect at all um, because I threw it together on a car ride over to my house. Um, so let's get into yours because I'm really pumped so, about it. So, um, this is a, I, like I said, this is an arena type show. Yeah. Um, at the back of the park, there would basically be like, like, like eventually the park property would like end. And you know how between, in Epcot, you know how between, uh, the uh, Canada and the UK. There's like the the World Showplace. Have you ever seen the World Showplace? That big, that big monstrous building that hides behind a wall. I don't think I know what you're talking about. Actually, but I've been. If, to, if you got... see it, literally, if you see it on a map, you're like that. There's no way that a building that size is back there. But uh, every once in a while, when you walk by, there's literally like a, there's a spot where there's like a uh, a little road, a little area you can walk back, and there's a big brown. Oh, snap. I think I know what you're talking about. And then there's like a little door that you can go through. They have like parties and crap back there. But basically there would be walls like that. Like one on the hero side, one on the villain side, maybe one in the middle. And they would just be kind of blank. Nothing on them. But right around when dusk would come down, somehow they would light up or there would be lights on them. And what you would see on on these things would be like old school like boxing fight posters oh snap that's awesome so th- they would only appear at night and it'd be like tonight you know so and so fighting so and so i haven't figured out all the details but they would be on that and then like let's say the show would be at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. about 45 minutes about an hour before 45 minutes before the, the the gates these gates would swing open and you'd have this long walkway and walking back through, like, on the hero's side, it would be very, like, it would be themed a certain way. On the villain yeah. side, it would be themed more like alleys with, like, burning trash cans and crap. Yeah. And you would go down these these paths toward this arena. And there'd be, like, people on the sides, like, basically, like, like you know, come see the fight or whatever. And it would be, and there'd be, like, news, there'd be, like, TV screens with like news reports of like this big battle is going to take place tonight holy crap and you go into this arena and it would be about 150 degrees of seating so basically like phantasmic seating rivers of light style seating at the front of either side like sort of toward the middle but like not really there would be little flat areas at the bottom of the seating and there would be like fake news crews set up on oh, either side, awesome. and they so like for the for the first like you know half hour when everybody's just like loading in, th- they would be like doing like fake news stories or like they'd be trying to f- film stuff, and there would be like police, like the, like what it would start out would be there'd be a police guy there on yeah. on one of the sides, and he would basically say like this is too dangerous for us, like but we have interns. <laughs> And right. all these people would come out that were like interns and they'd be, and that would be like, they'd be like moving stuff around and like trying to like, you'd see them just like running back and forth across the set. Like you wouldn't see anything happening, but like, right. It, there'd be sound effects or something to let you know, like something's going on like 
behind the stage that you can't oh, like okay. or behind the set. Like there'd be like a backdrop of something. Now, see, what I was thinking is when you said the police said it's too dangerous, but we have interns, I thought you meant to fight the villain. No. This... Which then gave me this uh, um, medieval times-esque idea that a couple families get chosen to fight each other, heroes versus villains. So, um, f- 15 minutes or 10 minutes or so before this show is supposed to start, basically, I'm making a giant wrestling show. Yes! That's basically what this is like a like a stunt fighting, but done in the style of pro wrestling type Ooh, yeah, show. Business, yeah. But like ten minutes before the show would happen, Hyperion would come out from like one of the sides, and yeah. he'd have his like big gun, but it'd be on wheels, and he'd be driving it, and he'd be like, and he's been just a buffoon basically. So he's like, I'm still gonna get you guys, and he'd be like driving around and like he wouldn't be doing anything, but he'd be just driving around basically threatening Mm -hmm. and he would pull up and all at this point, like the news people would be like interviewing people in the crowd. Like they'd be pulling people up to the front and they'd have cameras on them and they'd be big screens. So you could see like what the people were saying. They'd be asking them like stupid questions or whatever. Yeah. He'd come out in the middle of this and like, like shock everybody. And like he'd run or he'd drive around. He'd end up somehow parked like right next to one of the news things. Like he was going to, cause a he like he was gonna try to take over the news report right and he like grabs the mic microphone and he's like walking out and he, he walks down and walks out into the middle of the stage area so he's, yeah. he's on foot his gun on wheels is sitting to the side like right by the stage where the news reporter is and the okay. camera guy's like going back and forth between the reporter and him and he's like gloating and trying to be like I'm going to take over and the news reporters like, Hey, it's like to whoever they're interviewing. They're like, Hey, come here. And like, they just walk over and there's like a big red button on the gun and they like just hit it. And like he, some special effect goes off and he gets like blown up. Oh, that's awesome. And then like, that's like the pre-show like warm up thing is like, he gets toasted and then he gets like dragged off by the interns. And then you see the interns come out and like push the, push the gun like off stage that way he like gets it out of the way right and this is all basically your pre-show yeah that's that's your pre-show is like that and then it's like you know whoever is like you know somebody comes out and says like oh i think the fight's about to start or whatever yeah and then they just go into this crazy like stunt fighting like pro like somehow i'd have to have somebody like i don't know if it would be titan or somebody like trying to say like almost like a uh, like a war world type situation or like the thing from like Thor Ragnarok where like he's just like captured a bunch of people and he's forced them to fight each other. Oh, I really like that idea. And it'd be something like that. It'd be like a half hour of like special effects and like fake fighting and maybe give them theme music and crap, like have them cut promos on each other. Well, okay. I think, I think this needs a new villain. I like the idea that Titan is involved, so you could have you could see basically the matchups that you've been seeing this the whole day. So you have your Titans versus Apex, and your all like, the yeah villains. that could be the big the big finale. And then like Juicy Peaches comes out and is just like, "Sup, everybody! I brought pe-. no people need to be selling peach juice in the crowd." Um, but I like the idea that whoever if, if this the- song was going to ha- if this show was going to have like a dance number song number it would be for juicy peaches it would be, it would be basically be thriller or smooth criminal everybody juice now <laughs> and out comes juicy peaches 
Um, but I really like the idea that you have like this overly flamboyant commentator who is basically like Jeff Goldblum in Ragnarok. He's just like, I've gathered all of the heroes here today. Oh, it could even this could be the reason why. He could be the guy who started the rocket thing in the first place. And he was like, I didn't want heroes and villains. I wanted to start the world's greatest fighting show in the entire world. Everyone would love it. And so you have like him. That's why it's the apex of themed entertainment. He wanted themed entertainment. (laughs) Exactly. He's the owner of Apex. And so uh, he's just like. He's Walter Apex. Walter Craig Apex is here. And he's just like, behold, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you love what I've done for you. Except as the he slowly gets more arrogant as he goes on. And by the end where you have uh, like. Uh, Apex fighting, or uh, the superhero Apex, not Craig Apex. When you have Apex fighting um, uh, Titan, it comes to this moment where he just keeps being an asshole to them, and they both stop fighting and turn to him, and they both just destroy him and put him down with, like, massive power. And all of the heroes come out and just destroy this one asshole, and they all bow to the crowd afterwards, and they're just like, I still hate you. But we would gather together to defeat this one man. Craig Apex sitting on top of the aggro crag from guts. <laughs> it would it, either that or I like the idea that Craig Apex is actually very lovely. He's like a Vince McMahon in 1980s, just like, we're in for a <laughs> night of entertainment. And then uh, but every good commentary team needs the bad guy. So like a Vince, uh, a, a Jesse Ventura or a uh, Bobby Heenan, uh, and I like to think that would actually be um, my my here. my actual original idea would be that the two news reporters would basically become the commentators. Oh, okay, okay, I like that too. Uh, that when you first said Hyperion come out, I like the idea that Hyperion joins as the Bobby Heenan of the commentary <laughs> team and just talks shit about all the heroes though. He could after he was defeated yeah he they could just like pick him up and he's just like completely like fried it's like phil in hercules when zeus strikes him down he's like okay i guess i'm just gonna be over here now because he's obviously not fighting i picture him to be this very chunky dr robotnik type and he's like this isn't my thing i just sit here and talk about people i didn't put him as chunky i put him more like again he's basically doofenshmirtz to me Oh, okay. From Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, it's, that's basically how his his character is. He's basically is like he has aspirations, but they're he he's not very good at them, and okay. he ends up he just ends up the the butt of everything. Damn it. Okay, I like that too. I did have a very robotic idea, but yeah, I really like the the battle idea. Um, I like the idea though that you said you've got the walls that bring people in. I say. I almost see three walls with the gates in the middle that heroes or villains would walk down. The middle wall would show your boxing thing. And then, obviously, to kind of theme things, I think we need to have a certified logo if you're a hero or if you're a villain. And on the hero side, the hero logo gets shining on with lights. And then villains get the villains logo. That way you know, like, I have to go through this when I'm a hero. Or I'm a villain, I have to go through here. That yeah, would, I was thinking that would like break up a few up. families, though. Yeah, Billy I feel was like a real I asshole. Want, 
Yeah, I wanted to split the crowd up, but then I thought, what if there was a show where like all the all the villain side was full, and they had to like force people to sit on the hero side? Like, oh, no, yeah. you have to go over there. Oh no, I think it's worse than it's like breaking up families. It's just like, mom, where's Billy? Well, Billy's an asshole, so now he's over there with <laughs> all the, the villains. It's the Civil War section of uh, the American Adventure. Exactly. Oh, I thought you meant since superhero, it was the Civil War section of the Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, I really. Do you have a name for it? The the sh- no, I really could not think of anything good, at all. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like battle arena just seems like too obvious and too dumb. Um, the final we, battle. We can't call we it get... Raw's War. I know that. <laughs> Apex is war. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I, I think that should be the nighttime show. Yeah, it would, it would just be like a, it would start out very like lighthearted and kind of funny with like some, like introducing fighters and yeah. they'd be like, it'd be like more like the lower tier comedy type fighters. And then eventually like some evil villain would show up and like trounce everybody. And then the heroes would have to come back and, and right. win at the it's end. It's like the Royal Rumble. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just a gauntlet, just a big gauntlet match. It's a big gauntlet match, and then all of a sudden Apex comes out and he just trounces Juicy Peaches, and they're like, oh no, Titan's time taking is out everybody. Apex's time is now. <laughs> no, that's that's what it is, is Titan's just like, can no man challenge me? I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. And then out comes Apex in a red and yellow bandana playing air guitar. And the crowd goes wild. Okay. Uh, I thought the music could be done by uh, Stan Bush. Oh, okay. I I was going to say, I just got an idea, but it would require a bit of reworking. Which is the idea that at first it's all kind of like it is pro wrestling. So like instead of it being legitimate hero or legitimate villains versus the heroes, you have the heroes come out and kind of play fight each other. And then all of a sudden Titan shows up and they're like, even I have an even better idea. And that is the fact that it starts out and like, like Apex comes out, but it's obviously not Apex from the ride. It's just a guy in a suit. Oh, yeah. And then the villain comes out, like Titan comes out, but it's obviously not Titan. It's like an even worse guy in a suit. Right. And so they come out and they're just play. It's literally pro wrestling. They're literally just acting in, in suits and costumes and they're trying to be. And then the real heroes and villains show up and screw everything up. And, and then well, all the okay. heroes and villains like run away. Yeah. All, you the, can fake, have, like, all the fake ones run away. You could have Titan show up and just be like, how dare you make a mockery of me? And basically is about to smash the two people in the ring. And then all of a sudden, like, this squadron of the lesser known heroes come in. So you have, like, your Juicy Peaches pop in, your, um, oh, shit, that ghost one we done come up with. Um, (laughs) Christopher Reeves in a wheelchair. <laughs> they all pop in at once and they're like, "No, we'll take you down." And of course, he trances them. And then finally, you get um, <laughs> he shows up like Mickey Mouse. He's just like, "Ha ha, you're going down!" Uh, Apex shows up, and then that's when you get your real ultimate battle to end all. Some imagination, huh? Yeah, exactly. All right, so Jim, we we have the idea for our nighttime show, but now I have a bigger challenge, something even more important. The gift shop. And then, no, wait, wait, now. 
I do not mean an actual gift shop where you go buy uh, go buy toys for your kids. No, I mean I need a ride that is based inside of the gift shop. And uh, I don't know, maybe we could put stuff inside of it that you can grab, and then by the end, like the end of the ride is a big drop, but it's also known as the checkout. No, you're giving away next week's. Uh, the actual thing is that you you grab stuff, and then at the end, you think you're just gonna get to walk out with it, but you have to go through a register. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the theme for next week: is a gift shop ride. So you actually you actually said a Disney gift shop ride. Like I had to put Disney into this park somehow. Oh yeah, like we had to. Well, that was my initial idea. I mean, if you want to somehow be like. All right, you are suddenly transported into Disney World, a park in a completely different location, and now you have to fight through its gift shop. Go right ahead. But as for right now, I'm like, just, you got to go through the gift shop. It's okay. A gift um, so, Jim, shop. I got to write this down. A gift shop attraction. <laughs> All right. So, so I remember it. So, Jim, where can they find you on the internets? Uh, when I'm not sleeping uh, or playing Destiny 2. <laughs> which is what I've been doing a lot of lately. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at apparently smart. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on the Twitter machine at Scotty Mo. That's spelled S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp Q U E Z A L C O R P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast and all other fantastic BS network shows like this one over at a load of pure BS.com. And you can find out everything we're doing at a load of pure BS on Twitter. Uh, you can find all of our previous episodes on www.opposite-attractions.com. Yeah, did I get it right? right. I did it. Yes, I did it. Um, so you can find us over there, and of course, if you like hearing what we gotta say, you can find both of us on Twitter, at op, at show, that's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W, are you down with O-P-P? We hope that your visit to Opposite Attractions has been a truly magical experience. Thank you, and good night.